Welcome to Questions That Matter. My name is Daniel Abraham. I'm joined by Thomas Sicaria. Welcome, Thomas. Thank you, Danny. Yes, welcome to all those who have tuned in. Today, we are exploring the question, is Jesus God? Last episode, we looked at the question, does God exist? We also said the question of God's existence is a metaphysical question and not a scientific question. And the only way we know for sure that there is a God is if God moved from the metaphysical to the natural. And Thomas said, this is exactly what happened when Jesus incarnated. The word became flesh and moved amongst us. Now, Thomas, how easy or difficult was it for people to accept Jesus as God? Well, I would say it was very difficult for people. Some thought he was a prophet, some thought he was a good man, some thought he was a mere man, while others thought he was a deceiver and some even thought he was a demon. Even Jesus' own very disciples struggled initially, didn't they? John the Baptist himself swayed a bit. So yes, people were sharply divided in the opinion on who Jesus was. In fact, one of the reasons why Jesus was crucified was precisely because the high priest and the Jews said, this man claims to be God. And I guess the struggle has just continued since then to accept Jesus as God, isn't it? Oh yes, absolutely. In fact, a recent survey done in England suggests that 40% of adults in England believe that Jesus is a mythological figure. In fact, uh, Dave Patnaik, the recent sensation in the market, if you walk by the airport in our country or any bookstore for that matter, you will sure spot his books like the Hanuman Chalasya and so on, believes that we all need myths. And he calls not only the Eastern religions as mythical, but Christianity too as highly mythical. And you know, today with all the animated movies and caricatures, people somehow tend to think that Jesus too perhaps is a legendary figure and a fascinating creation of the mind. So what are some good reasons to say Jesus is not a mythical figure? Sure, there are many good reasons. The first is the historical source outside of the Christian community, the historical sources outside of the Christian community that talks about Jesus. This in fact is a proof that Jesus was not just merely a legendary figure, a myth, a figment of our imagination, but a person who existed for real, a person in history. Take for example, secular historians and writers such as Thales, the Samaritan historian, or Mar Bar Seropion, the, the Syrian historian, Cornelius Tacitus, the Roman historian, or Lucian, the second century historian, a very reliable and credible historian. In fact, Lucian writes, Christus, the founder of the name, was put to death by Pontius Pilate during the reign of Tiberius. Or uh, take uh, Flavius Josephus, the Jewish historian, who also mentions about Jesus in his writing. So we have many of these historical sources outside of the Christian community that talks about the very life of Jesus. The second is archaeology. Today, archaeology is called as the fifth gospel. Uh, you know, stunning correspondences to the life and the death of Jesus Christ has been unraveled by the archaeologist. Uh, in fact, today, archaeology shows us that not only did Jesus live, but history demonstrates that. And third is what is called as the internal sources, the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke and John, that corroborates the existence of this person called as Jesus Christ. For example, Luke the doctor writes in Acts 5 and 32, he says, we are witnesses. That means we have seen it with our eyes of these things. So is the Holy Spirit whom God has given to those who obey him. In fact, uh, if you look at the writings of Paul, he writes to Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 2. He says, you, Timothy, have heard me teach these things that has been confirmed by reliable witnesses. Note the word witnesses there. Now, let me say this. The very debate about Jesus being a myth is a very modern objection. There was no debate about it in the ancient world. People may have thought differently about Jesus, but they did not claim he was a mythological figure. 
In fact, the historical facts are not debated upon today. They only add validity to the life of Jesus Christ. So let me get it right. The debate about Jesus being a mythical figure cannot be sustained because of the support from the historical sources outside of the Christian community, internal sources, and that is the four gospels and the archaeological evidence. Yes, that is right. In fact, there are many more. And this, of course, will also point to Jesus being God. For example, his rising from the grave. Uh, did you know we have no records of the Romans coming back with a counterclaim saying, look, we have found this body. None. The tomb to this day is empty. Now think about this one. You know, Jesus was flogged, he was beaten, he was pierced, he was spat, he was subjected to horrifying torture. Now who in his right mind could ever think Jesus would be in a physical strength to meet with his disciples after such horrifying moments? Yet the Bible says he met with them in few days and he ate with them. In fact, 500 plus people witnessed his ascension. Besides, we have secular writings that testifies to Jesus' resurrection. You know, this one argument, the resurrection of Jesus from the grave, is a linchpin argument that validates Jesus' power over death and him being the son of God. Yeah, isn't it true all that the Romans had to do was to come with the body of Jesus and say, look, your game is over, stop fooling people, but we have no records of anyone coming with his body. Yes, absolutely. All that they had to do was to bring the body back and say, what are you guys talking about? You know, there are also many other things that would point to Jesus being God. For example, Jesus himself made some outrageous claims for which the Jews wanted to kill him. In fact, when the Romans crucified him, they put the inscription on the cross which read, Jesus the Nazarene, King of the Jews, alluding the claim he made. In John 10 and 30, 33, Jesus said, The Father and I are one, and the Jews were mad at him. In John 8, 57 and 59, Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, before Abraham was born, I am. And of course, the Jews wanted to stone him for this blasphemy. In another instance, in John 14 and verse 9, Philip, his disciple, you know, having been with Jesus for a while, got a bit desperate. He said, Can I ask you a question, Jesus? Do you mind if you show me the Father? To which Jesus replies, He who has seen me has seen the Father, alluding him to be God and one with God. And as you said, this was one reason why the Jews were so offended with Jesus that they eventually put him on the cross. Exactly. Also, Jesus is the sinless Lamb of God. 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 5 and 21 tells us that God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Also, Jesus had an extraordinary birth. Again, this has baffled a lot of people. In fact, it baffled Mary herself. She asked, how is this possible? But do you know even the Quran written 600 years after Jesus affirmed his virgin birth in Surah 19, 19 to 21. Jesus also forgave sins. Remember, he told the paralytical man lowered by his friends to a house full of people, your sins are forgiven. This, of course, drove the Pharisees crazy. They said only God can forgive sins. Who is this man? And then, of course, Jesus died on the cross for the forgiveness of each of our sins. Now, if Jesus wasn't God, his death would not be sufficient to pay the penalty for the sins of the world. It was also prophesied years back about the birth and his death and him being the Messiah, the savior of the world. In fact, talking about the prophecies, about 60 messianic prophecies about Jesus got fulfilled in his lifetime, including the place of birth, the time of birth, the manner of birth, the betrayal, the manner of death, piercing, burial, and the resurrection, and all of them. In fact, John Pockinghorn uh, from the uh, University of Cambridge said, to get so many prophecies fulfilled in a person's life is like taking an arrow from far side of the universe and still getting it bullseye. 
And also, Jesus gave sight to the blind, didn't he? He cured the lame, he healed the sick, he raised the dead to life, he exercised authority over the natural. Amazing. Oh, absolutely. And another important aspect of Jesus' being God is in the fact that all his disciples except one got killed for believing in this man. All of them except one, you know, got killed for believing in this man. So the question to ask is, why would anyone die for a liar or a lunatic? He must be one he claimed to be and his disciples, of course, the closest to him, were even willing to lay their lives for Jesus. And of course, Jesus is God because the way he is transforming lives today, he is not just a person of yesterday, he is at work even today. Look at the number of people whose life has been transformed and lives that are transforming today. In fact, a former Angola prison convict said, education informs us, prison reforms us, but gospel alone transforms us. Education informs us, prison reforms us, but the gospel, the love of God alone transforms us. So Jesus is indeed transforming lives today. That is a lot of evidence to Jesus being God. I like the point about him transforming lives, changing the lives of the hardest of people to follow the path of love and grace today. Absolutely, including C.S. Lewis, the English professor at Cambridge and a former atheist. In fact, he writes this in Mere Christianity. He says, a man who was merely a man and said the sort of things Jesus said would not be a great moral teacher alone. He would either be a lunatic or the son of God. You must, we must make our own choices. For example, he says, Jesus' words like, I am the bread of life, I am the good shepherd. He who comes to me will never go hungry. He said, destroy this temple and I will raise it up in three days. No, a man who makes a claim like this must be either a madman or he must be the son of God. And uh, so, so the response is either to shut him up for a fool or spit at him or to fall at his feet and call him Lord and God. You know, and uh, if you read the story of C.S. Lewis, he, he knelt down and he accepted Jesus as uh, his uh, Lord and as his uh, Savior. So let me ask, how can one follow Jesus or have Jesus in their heart? Sure, the Bible says if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Yeah, that means anyone can say this prayer and have Jesus in their hearts as their Lord. Absolutely, yes. It sounds simple because you don't have to pay any price. Uh, but remember, the price is already paid by Jesus on the cross for each one of us. Wonderful. Hope you were blessed as much as I was. Remember, it is one thing to know the facts, another to know Jesus personally. And I invite you to give him a chance. Thanks for tuning in. God bless you. <laughs>